Hey y'all, hey, welcome back to Such a Lady, and I'm your host, Siobhan. If you are new tuning in, get comfortable, cop a squat, make yourself at home. Welcome to your new toxic family. If you are a Sal, I miss y'all last week and the week coming up. Listen, I miss y'all's faces. So it's good to be back. I'm glad to be back and let's get into it. Um, Hopefully you guys had a really good weekend. Mine was good. It was short. Uh, I know y'all probably like she always say that, but it don't make sense. Like, why is it five work days, but only two off days? So I'm always, <laughs> I'm always feel that way. It's always going to be too short because it don't make sense. Like it don't, I don't just whatever. But my niece, uh, my sister threw her a surprise party um, because she got her masters in behavioral uh she's a behavioral specialist and she really is i'm we're so super proud of her she's she's really out there being great on purpose and i'm so happy for her so that was on saturday and then sunday uh we had some orders to play so it was a it was a productive weekend it was i wish that i I could sleep all day, but, you know, in a perfect world <laughs> where I ain't have to pay no bills. I probably wouldn't, though. I'm not going to lie. I, you know, after I, after I get that initial sleep out, I'm good to go. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, let, now let's go get up and do something productive. Now, however long that, that lasts is my business. You know what I mean? So that might last for six, seven hours. That might last for... 23 minutes depending on if I sit down because if I start and then I sit down it's a wrap so I got to keep going it's it's a process y'all but anyway guess what our such a lady of the week this week is Tanya Jones Esters thank you so much for being our such a lady of the week we definitely appreciate you you don't have to tune in you don't have to like us you don't have to follow us but you do. And for that, we're grateful. So thank you so much. And then our um, business such a lady of the week is Brooke and Vine. They sell stunning wall art prints. And I'm going to listen. Okay. So I'm going to post the ones that I saw that I liked that resonated with my soul. But y'all got to understand they got a whole bunch. So follow them and look and see because I'm telling you, it's a lot. So if it was something that could resonate with me, y'all know I ain't wrapped too tight, then it's something there for y'all. So check them out. Even just follow, support comes in all different shapes and sizes. So listen, do your thing. Um, thank you all for being our Such a Ladies of the Week. Um, so let's get to the toxic stuff. Like, okay, we didn't talk about family. We didn't talk about the such lady of the weeks. Let's get to the toxic stuff. All right. On June the 19th of 2003, there was a pizza delivery driver who was driving and apparently he had gotten lost. So he busted a U-turn. And when he did, he thought he saw something that was out of order, but he wasn't too sure. 
So he turns the car around and he gets out. He braver than me because, listen, if it don't look right, I'm going to be calling from inside the car. He gets out of the car and he looks and he is like his thoughts are confirmed that something wasn't right. And so he called the police. Now, once the police got there, they would say that someone was burned pretty bad and that somebody they didn't know. And it would be a very long time before they would find out who that person was that was burnt because they were pretty, pretty bad burnt. Now, I know y'all like, what do they got to do with what's going on? So let's take it back to the beginning. Our toxic lady of the week is Kimberly. Kimberly Pitts, okay? She was born in Mississippi in like the 1940s. And when she was little, her mother got remarried. And so her mother, her and her stepfather moved to Richardson, Texas. Now, Kim, you know how they say she was this outgoing person. She had this bubbly personality. She was a cheerleader. She got along with everybody. Everybody loved her. That's what they said. Um, So everybody thought that Kim was going to go to college and, you know, have this big career. But Kim decided after high school, she didn't want to go to school no more. She didn't. She wanted to start a family. And she did that. She got married and had her first child. Now, that marriage was short-lived. So here, Kim was a single mom at the age of 20, living paycheck to paycheck to make ends meet for her and her son. On top of working to provide for her son, she was also working to pay her lawyer because from her previous husband, they had a very, very bitter custody lawsuit going on. And by the end of it, Kim was broke and she had lost custody of her first and only child at the time with her first husband. I know, right? That sucks. But because I was I was nosy, I was like, okay, so what might have happened? You know, that doesn't make her a bad person that she lost custody. Maybe it was just that, you know, she wasn't in a financial situation. You know, maybe he was more well-life, maybe, because she still got visitation of, you know, of her son. So she was still able to see him. So it wasn't as if they were just like, no, you can't ever, ever see this kid again. But from everything I was able to read, Kimberly had a very, very short temper. If things didn't go her way, like she, like she was out of there. She, she didn't play no games. She quit school because of recess. Do y'all hear me? Her sister says she was very manipulative. Now, when your sister be saying some stuff like that, and then she say it for the press, that look, I'll say some stuff about my sister's today face, and probably, yeah, today face, I will. I'll say it today face, but I'm not finna go and be telling the press, you know, no stuff like that, you know? So you got to really think your sister is manipulative if you finna put it on record. Do you hear me? Okay, so that's what she was saying. So Kim was just just from what they were saying, just not a very, very nice person. So 
she didn't lost her son. She's going through this rough time. And although she, like we said, she's still able to visit with him, she's still feeling the blow from not being able to be with him all the time. It still hurts. Um, a friend of hers sees Kim acting this way and decides to set her up with a friend of hers, Brian Cargill. The two really hit it off. Brian said she was amazing. She seemed really sweet. And about three months into their relationship, Kim told Brian that she was pregnant. And Brian, being the man that he was, popped the question. He said that it was the most, you know, ideal way. You know what I mean? Of course, it might not be what everybody envisioned, but here it was, a baby on the way. And he was like, okay, well, this is the best thing for us to do. So it wasn't the most realistic way, but it was their way. And it worked for them. My question was, I wonder, did Brian ever dig into or question why she didn't have her first son and why that first marriage didn't work out. Not saying that he wouldn't still marry her and that he wouldn't have still, you know, procreated with her, but I guess maybe I'm just nosy and I wanna know like what happened then? Do I need to be concerned about that now? I know that you might not be the same person with me, but if the flags is flagging, <laughs> I might get to running. Uh, <laughs> but I also asked because soon after Kim gave birth to her second son, her husband Brian at the time said she became very irritable, snappy, like you couldn't even talk to her without her going off. She was just unhappy and he didn't want to deal with that. And he said he wasn't going to. And so he filed for a divorce and Kimberly went on her way with her life. So we're going to play catch up real quick. Kim met and married her first husband right out of high school and had a baby with that marriage. And that didn't work out. So they get a divorce and he got custody of her first son. So then she gets set up on a blind date with Brian, who she marries and has a son with him. But that marriage doesn't work out either. And they end up in a divorce after three years. So now Kim is single and looking for love. And it doesn't take her long to find it at all. <laughs> I'm just being honest with y'all. It don't take her long. Kim's next relationship doesn't last long though it might not take long for her to find them but it don't last long but it does produce another child so kim now has given birth to three children one of which she no longer has custody of and she decides you know what i want more for my life and i want more for my boys so she decides she's gonna go back to school and she earns her degree right proud of her what kudos to kim she was now kimberly cargill a licensed vocational nurse if you will okay <laughs> a lvn one step under rn yep learned that in my research <laughs> y'all listen i'll be learning something every day if if you want to only if you want to 
But for Kimberly, life was looking up. You know, it was kind of like work life was looking up for her. At home, Brian was like taking Kim to court because he was like, no, this this ain't going to work out. I tried to give you a chance. I tried to go to court to get visitation. I tried to play nice. I knew you had some background issues. I knew you had some issues, period. But when it comes to my kid, I'm not going to be able to play games with you. And he didn't. He wanted custody of his son, and after years of going back and forth to court and years and tons of money being spent by, I'm sure, both of them, Brian finally got custody of his son. So, two down, one to go. Or not, because Kimberly might not have had problems keeping a man but she had problems keeping her kids homegirl the homegirl didn't have a problem finding a man because after she lost you know custody of her children she would go on to marry her third husband in 2005 and give birth to another son does the story sound familiar y'all right 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 listen Kim was, she was fertile. I'm not going to lie. I mean, listen, I'm not. She was, (laughs) she was. And I, and then it also makes me wonder, was she having these children to replace the ones that were gone? And I'm not saying that it's possible to ever replace a child, but I mean, we all know you can't rationalize what crazy. So I'm just wondering if in her mind, she was thinking, okay, well, you know what? This baby's gone. I'll replace it with this baby. I don't know. I was just curious, but you know, just just wondering. The marriages kept getting shorter and shorter. Um, the last marriage lasted less than a year before they called it quits. And Kimberly was single again with her sons. Kimberly worked, and of course, we know that child care is expensive, especially with her going back and forth to court all the time, you know, with the children and then having to pay for just day-to-day expenses, rent. She had a a nice home. Um, So, you know, she was trying to make it work like all of us were, you know, like all of us are. And she had a four-year-old son at the time and she needed someone to help her watch him while she was at work but she also didn't need it to cost an arm and a leg she needed affordable child care that's basically what it was Kimberly was introduced to Cherry Walker by a friend now Cherry had done some other babysitting but nothing major Cherry was said to be one of the nicest people you would ever meet. She had a heart of gold. She, listen, after Kim had met her, Kim could tell this. Like, because you, you're not just fitting to leave your kid with anybody. If you meet them and you see that they're not a nice person, that you're not catching a good vibe, then, you know, you're going to go on about your way. But Kim didn't feel that way. 
Kim felt like Cherry would be a good person to watch her son. Now, Kim had an older son, but who was 14. He didn't need nobody to watch him. She needed somebody to watch the four-year-old. And so Cherry was that person. Cherry loved kids, though. So this was right up Cherry's alley. Um, Cherry's father was a pastor, and her stepmother said Cherry attended church every Sunday. Like, she had her spot in the church. So Cherry was good people. Cherry was good people. I I, I didn't meet Cherry, but I'm telling you, Cherry was good people. Um, She hadn't been on her own for long because... Cherry suffered from seizures and she had to take medication for this every day. A nurse also had to come over because Cherry couldn't be by herself all day without somebody checking in on her. Um, Not only for the seizures, but you know, Cherry uh, just needed day-to-day help. You know what I mean? And, And Cherry's seizures would really come into play when she was angry or upset, which for Cherry, that wasn't very often. So this was really good for her because she wanted to to live independently. And once the medication got into her system, she was able to kind of live on her own. She didn't live too far from her parents, but for her, she felt like she was doing, doing the thing. She worked at the local Goodwill store. She lived, you know, a modest life. She did the the babysitting in her spare time. So Cherry was pretty happy. She was. Um, and Kim was happy that she was happy. Um, everybody was happy. Until Cherry gets this subpoena. And the subpoena says that she's going to have to go to court. Now, Mind you, Cherry's kind of like, I don't know why I'm going to have to go to court. And so her Paula, the lady who comes over, her caseworker, who is now friend slash family, you know, is explaining to her, look, they're asking you to come to court because Kim is in some trouble. They need you to come to court and testify against her. And Cherry's like, but why? I don't understand, like, what's going on. But here's where the problem lies at. Because not only did Cherry suffer from seizures, Cherry also was mentally delayed. She was, if, if you were to ask the doctors, you know, what age Cherry her brain was, they would tell you she behaved at the level of a nine-year-old. So Kim was letting her four-year-old be babysat by this person who the state had deemed to only be at the mind state of a nine-year-old. You know what I mean? So not only that, she was dropping her baby off and leaving him there for some time, days at a time. And then she would drop him off overnight saying she would be back and only give Cherry like $20, knowing that she owed her more than that. 
um, she would drop the baby off with no food. And so Cherry would have to use the money that she would get from either her food stamps or working at her Goodwill job to buy food for this baby. And although Cherry loved the baby, the people around Cherry could tell that she was being taken advantage of. Now, one thing Cherry didn't do was lie. It was instilled in her not to lie, and she wasn't going to lie, and she wouldn't compromise it for anybody. And so that's when Kim got nervous, because after Cherry found out that she was being subpoenaed, and then she had talked to her caseworker, she called Kim and was like, hey, I got this letter, what's up with this? And Kim got nervous. Kim got on the line with her friend and was like, listen, I don't know what we're going to do about this. Because she knew that once Cherry got on that stand, it, it was going to be a wrap. Like, why are you dropping your baby off with someone who is what, what, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, five years, five years older. You know what I mean? She She's 39 because she's had birthdays. But her mind frame is not getting any older. And you think this is okay. And not only do you think this is okay, you think it's okay to continue to keep doing it. But that wasn't the only issue. Kim was also in trouble because she had apparently choked her 14-year-old. Kim probably just shouldn't have been a mama. Like, I'm, 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 I'm just calling a spade a spade they not just out here just taking kids away for no reason so all these other kids then got taken away from her maybe she just shouldn't have had kids maybe she was real good at work but she shouldn't have been a mama but at this point the damage was already done the kids were here she had already put her hands on them they were already scheduled to go to court and Cherry was going to go. So <clears throat> Kim calls Cherry and she's like, she's calling her like back to back to back. And she's like, you don't have to go. And Kim's caseworker saying, no, 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 you got to go. <laughs> Baby, you have to go. And so she gets on the phone with Kim and she's like, why are you telling this baby that she don't got to go? She has to go. And Kim's like, well, no, really she don't because I can hide her out. I can, you know, hide her out at my house and then she don't got to go to the court hearing. Like, I, I, I can figure this out. And the caseworker's like, that doesn't make sense. Like, that's stupid. No, no. And so she's telling Kim that's not okay. So Kim tells Cherry, fine, I'm not going to hide you out. Let's have dinner. When I get off work, I'm going to pick you up. We can go out. We can have dinner. And so Cherry gets off the phone. She's like, okay, that's fine. We'll have dinner. But she's telling her caseworker, Paula, like, I don't really want to. Like, I don't feel comfortable. And so her caseworker's like, then don't go. You don't have to go. Like, you do not have to go with that lady. And so Kim's calling. Cherry's not answering the phone. You know, and so finally, Cherry's like, what could dinner hurt? You know what I mean? I'll just go out to dinner. I'll come home. That'll be the end of it. Or so Cherry thought. She goes out to eat with Kim and they have dinner. And supposedly, Kim drops Cherry back off at home. But the next day, 
Cherry's dad is trying to call her because she's not at church. She doesn't miss church. She's not answering her phone. Her stepmom's getting worried. Her dad is like, listen, we need to go over there. And her stepmom's like, listen, we told her we were going to give her this independence. Let's go get something to eat. If she's, if we haven't heard from her by the time we go get something to eat, we'll, we'll stop by the house. We'll get the extra key. We'll go over there. We'll check on her. They go over there to check on her. Mind you, this is Father's Day, y'all. Father's Day. Cherry's daddy gets the call. The body that was burnt was Cherry. I know, y'all. So sad. So sad. All she wanted to do was live on her own, be independent, and be a blessing to others. That's it. That's all. But here we got this evil lady who think it's okay to go upside kids' heads, and instead of her being accountable for the mess she didn't did, she wants to get rid of what she think is going to be the problem. No, Kim, you the problem. Cherry ain't the problem, you the problem. That's why you can't keep your kids. So the police are like, who might have done this? Listen, her caseworker wasn't playing no game. She was like, I'll tell you who did it. I'll tell you who did it. It was Kim. She had been calling over her. She had been trying to get this baby to go with her because she didn't want she didn't want her to testify. She was talking about hiding her out. I told her that wasn't going to be the best idea. And so she starts talking. So the police don't have to look far. They realize that, yeah, Cherry was going to be subpoenaed. She didn't make it to that case. So they start talking to Kim, and Kim is like, well, what happened was I did take her out to eat, and on the way back, she had a seizure, and I panicked. I panicked, and so I set her on fire. Now, mind you, Kim is a <laughs> nurse. Like, she went to school. She's right underneath the RN, remember? So if the case was she had a seizure, we not calling the police? We're not going to try to help her. Like, you you know what to do. Even if you don't know what to do, get on, get on the horn, call somebody, get them on the line. Get somebody. But your first instinct is to set this baby on fire? Mm. Yeah, that don't make no sense. So Kimberly gets arrested. And while she's in jail, she starts trying to get other people to help her get rid of things. She calls friends she hadn't talked to in years. Like, hey, girl, hey, if I send you this information, you think you can change this password? I don't know why folks get to jail and then decide they want to start talking. If ever there was a time that you needed to be quiet, it was once you get to jail. Because they listening, especially if you ain't went to court yet, they listening. All they waiting on is for you to say the word and Sure enough, folks get to jail and get to talk. Get to talking. Just can't be quiet. I don't know if it's because it ain't nothing in there to do, or if you think you're smarter than the police. I don't know, but Kim thought she was, but she wasn't. They started finding all kind of evidence. For one, there was a coffee creamer that was found underneath um, Cherry. Well, they ran DNA on that coffee creamer, and guess what? It was Kim's DNA on there. But we already knew that because she already said that she set the baby girl on fire. Well, then police are looking in her car and her car is completely clean. 
Well, then once they start talking to Kim's friends, they're like, well, that's very, very not normal because her car stays dirty. It looks like she lives out of it. So then what is she cleaning up the car for? You know what I mean? So if, if baby girl had a seizure, you know, what are you hiding? So then they get to Kim's house and then they start fighting, finding more information. And it comes, it really boils down to this. Her last baby was being taken away from her. And the person who Kim felt like was holding the key to that was Cherry, Cherry Walker. 39-year-old Cherry Walker. She felt like if she got rid of her, she was going to get rid of all her problems. But that wasn't the case. All Kim did was create more problems. Because after the police were done with her, Kim was sentenced to death row. And she tried to get that conviction appeal turned over. It wasn't it wasn't successful, not at all. So here she is. She doesn't have her children. Because remember, she had one. The four-year-old's dad was trying to get custody of the four-year-old, but she still had that 14-year-old baby. She doesn't even have that baby anymore. So she lost everything. She lost her baby. She lost her job. She lost her freedom. And for what? Because you couldn't keep your hands to yourself. If you didn't want to be a mama, stop having kids. If you having kids and you don't want to be a mama, let them babies, daddies have the kids because it seemed like that's what they wanted. But she wanted to fight. She, Kim wanted to fight. So you don't want the kids, but you don't want nobody else to have the kids. Make it make sense. But thank goodness she's not going to be able to hurt anybody else. Not in this free world. Um, They did say that she had some mental issues, but she knew what she was doing. She knew enough to set the body on fire. She knew enough to delete the text messages. She knew enough to lie. So it, it wasn't as if she could pick and choose when the mental illness would come into play. And I'm glad that she wasn't able to. I'm glad that the jury was able to see her for exactly who she was a manipulative liar who abused her children and killed this young lady for no reason. There was no reason for Cherry Walker to die. Um, so we, we definitely send our condolences to her family. We, we definitely rest in heaven, Cherry Walker. And Kim, to you, it's a special place for you. That's all I'm going to say. Listen, but to our <laughs> to our listeners, if you are in a toxic relationship and you are looking to get out of it, you don't got to look no more. You've been praying for confirmation. This is it. This is time. You don't want to be an episode on such a lady. It ain't, it ain't something you want. It's not. You deserve more. You're worth more. But you're not going to you're not going to get it. You're not going to find out until you decide that you got to walk away from toxic. Enough is enough. And if you are toxic in a relationship and you don't want to be that person no more, you know that you have to walk away in order for you to be a better person. You can reach out to us too. Work listen. Everybody love everybody. Everybody help everybody. Just reach out. Listen, even if you don't want to reach out to us as such a lady, we know some people. 
We know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. <laughs> I'm just kidding, y'all. We do. We, if you don't want to reach out to us, you don't have to. You can always reach out to the National Domestic Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. And I, we ain't even got to be in your business. Just, just, just talk to them. But whatever you do, choose you. Because you don't want to end up on the other side of the story, the bad side. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in each week. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you for tuning in this week. Don't forget to meet us over on our social media pages at social um, social media at such a lady thirty on Instagram and at such a lady on Facebook. You can always reach reach out to us on email at such a lady true crime at gmail.com listen you can find us we ain't hard to find and two our such a lady business of the week will definitely make sure that we have your stuff on our social media pages and if you have a business that you would like for us to feature just a shout out our way of supporting definitely dm us let us know however you need to um, meet us here same time same toxic place next week Don't forget to be great on purpose. And remember, if your morning didn't start off the way you wanted it to, it's okay. Don't let let a bad morning turn into a bad day. You can turn it around. I love you. And I'll talk to you next week.